Welcome to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast, where you get help and guidance through the chaos of parenting a child with anxiety or OCD. This show is for educational purposes and is not intended to replace the guidance of a qualified professional. Here's your host, child therapist, Natasha Daniels. Well, hello there, and welcome to another episode of the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. I hope your holidays went well. We're kind of past them, getting back into the swing of things. It'd be kind of tricky getting back into routine, which I know can be even harder for our kids with anxiety or OCD and hard for us. So I hope that you are navigating through the new year. Today, I want to talk to you about a really general topic, but it is hands down the number one question I get asked in the AT parenting community. In fact, we do live classes every Friday and the community, they vote on the topic that we're going to talk about. And it's ironic that this topic is brought up every time we have new members come in. And I've probably have taught this class in the community, you know, a hand, like maybe half a dozen times. So I want to talk to you about it. And that is, you know, how do we help our kids with intrusive thoughts? I think a lot of times people think that that is a unique question or it's something very specific to them. And I want to start off with saying to you that intrusive thoughts are kind of the meat and potatoes of OCD. And so I'm going to talk about how do we help our kids with those. But before I get started, talking about the meat and potatoes of OCD. This episode is sponsored by NoCD, who is providing the meat and potatoes of treatment for people with OCD in this country and around the world. They offer affordable, effective, convenient therapy, and they can do it virtually, which is really nice. You can schedule your free 15-minute consultation to even see if NoCD is the right fit for you and your child. Just go to treatmyocd.com. That is treatmyocd.com. For more information. All right, so let's talk about these intrusive thoughts. If you have OCD, you have intrusive thoughts, feelings, images, or things that get stuck in your head. That is a no brainer. That is par for the course. That is with everyone. So, every single parent who is raising a child with anxiety or OCD is dealing with a child who is having intrusive thoughts or feelings. In this episode, we're going to be talking about intrusive thoughts. I have other episodes where I talk about intrusive feelings. In episode 131, I talked about intrusive feelings, sensory motor OCD. So that might be a good one to re-listen to or to listen to if if your child is having intrusive feelings, like they have to pee over and over or they're worried about their breathing or blinking. But today we're going to be just focusing on one topic and that's intrusive thoughts. And Intrusive thoughts can really be anything, but what makes it OCD is its repetitive nature. And so it's very frequent. There's nothing that can satiate these intrusive thoughts. And so talking it out or problem solving or reframing or being rational or educational, none of that works with intrusive thoughts related to OCD. That is a big difference with anxiety even. So when I'm talking about intrusive thoughts, I'm not talking about anxious thoughts. Anxious thoughts can feel very intrusive, but the difference with OCD intrusive thoughts is the, first of all, sometimes the level of intensity. It's like a looping, it's a looping thought that's over and over and over again. 
where sometimes anxiety, you know, it gets very creative, brings in different storylines and different horrible things that could happen where OCD tends to get very loopy. And also it's not satiated or rectified or the impact is not diminished by processing, by talking about the situation rationally or by providing comfort or reassurance. None of that works. And if you're listening to this and you're a parent raising a child with intrusive thoughts because of OCD, you're like, yeah, been there, done that. Because a lot of us start with that, right? We start with the rationalizing. We start with, you know, they think there's bird poop on the door handles. Let me just tell them how that can't be possible so that they can feel better. It doesn't work. Or I've never left them before, but they are hypervigilant. They have to check where I am. So some, that's a really bad example, actually, because that's separation anxiety, which I do reframe thinking. So let me scratch that example. Maybe another example would be, um, let's say a person is worried that their food is poisoned and they're just sure that it tastes a little funky and something's wrong with it. If it's OCD, you can't rationalize your way out of that because OCD will still glom onto something else. So just a little bit of the difference between, you know, anxious thoughts that can feel intrusive and OCD intrusive thoughts. And that's why we approach them differently. Because if you talk to OCD, you're growing it. If you talk to anxiety, you're not growing it, but you, you're not always building your child's skills. And that's a whole separate topic of how do you get them to reframe their own thinking so they can, they can rationalize and reframe their anxious thoughts. OCD is a, to- a totally different beast. And I think a lot of people don't realize that. And I can tell by some of the comments that get posted on my social media stuff that even some therapists don't understand that. And it's really scary to me, but you can only do what we can do. So when your child is having intrusive thoughts, the, the main goal, the end goal is not to reduce the intrusive thoughts. <laughs> You're like, what is she talking about? Now I'm checking out. Don't check out. That's not the goal because you don't have, and your child doesn't have the power to control what thoughts pop up in their head. If I said to you, okay, whatever you're doing right now, don't think of a polka dotted pink elephant. I got to add a little pizzazz to that example, right? Well, I bet you thought of a polka dotted pink elephant. Of course you did. Could you control that? Could you stop it? No, it was there before you could even do anything about it because our brain pops up and generates thousands and thousands of thoughts every single day. Most of them are junk thoughts. And most of them, if we don't have OCD, are discarded, are discounted, are barely noticed, right? And some of them can be very upsetting. Might have a really sudden intrusive thought, you know, of, oh my gosh, what if I harmed that person? Or what if I put my pants down? Or what if I did this? I mean, as an anxious person, I have those random thoughts, but then they don't bother me. I let them go. I'm like, that was a weird thought. I have other problems with my anxiety, but those intrusive thoughts that come don't get stuck because I don't have an OCD brain where things get stuck. I have an anxious brain and they are different. And so when we're trying to help our kids with intrusive thoughts, the biggest mistake I see by parents and also mental health professionals is that they are trying to reduce the intrusive thought. The goal is to try to reduce the discomfort the intrusive thought brings. That's the goal. The goal is at the end of the sentence. It's not the beginning of the problem. The beginning of the problem, the intrusive thought itself is going to be there. 
Now, when I learn how to handle discomfort, when I learn how to not run away from these thoughts, often I will see a reduction in those intrusive thoughts. But that's not the gauge. That's not my litmus test of, am I being successful? Or is the therapist being successful with my child? Or is my child being successful with their OCD? How often are they having intrusive thoughts? That's not the gauge of success. The gauge of success is, how am I able to handle the discomfort that my intrusive thoughts bring? Am I able to you know, get upset and then discard it? Or am I able to have the thought and it doesn't impact me at all? So you might have a child with intrusive thoughts and in the beginning, they were doing all of these compulsions to get, to get rid of those thoughts. And compulsions, right? So with OCD and just a little basic information here is having an intrusive thought or feeling or image getting stuck in your head And then this, the compulsion part, the ritual part is the need to do or avoid something to get brief relief. The compulsion is the part that we work on, not the, the O part, the obsessive or the intrusive part. That's not the part we work on. That's the part that everybody focuses on, but it's not the part we work on. We're working on the C part. So we're working on the compulsion. So in the beginning, our kids, our, their child's brains will come up with ways and adults as well of how to reduce the distress that that intrusive thought is causing. I have a thought that I'm a bad person. I'm going to ask my mom, mom, do you think I would ever lie? Do you think I'm a liar? My mom, not aware of how to treat OCD. No, honey, she says, of course not. You're a really good person. I get brief relief as a child. And the mom thinks, good, I'm doing a good job. I'm giving her reassurance. She just needs to know she's not a bad person, but it's OCD and OCD is sneaky. OCD wants to talk to you, right? And so the more you reassure, now the more intrusive thoughts I'm having. Well, now I wonder if I'm a bad person because I think I took some money from your purse three years ago when I was seven. Mom, when I took some money from your purse, I'm pretty sure you said I could take some money for the ice cream truck, but I can't remember. Is that stealing? Mom, not aware of OCD and how to respond, gives the intuitive response, which is, of course not, honey. Right? That's not stealing. Stealing is if you went to a store and you put something in your pocket. Or maybe conversely, I'd say, yes, honey, you know, that is stealing. From now on, don't go in my purse without asking. I don't remember that. But if it happens again, don't go in my purse. Either way, it's reassurance because you're talking to the OCD. And I'm having another thought. Now, it may not be back to back to back, but over time, I'm growing the OCD inadvertently as the parent. It's very counterintuitive how to respond to intrusive thoughts because Kids are going to look for compulsive ways to get that relief. And so often intrusive thoughts will have compulsions that are involving us. They might ask, they might confess their behaviors or their thoughts. They might ask for reassurance. And of course we give our kids reassurance. So it's very counterintuitive to think, how am I going to not give my child reassurance? And I did do a whole podcast episode on the difference between providing comfort and providing reassurance. And that is actually episode 239. It's called Accommodation Versus Validation in Kids with Anxiety or OCD. So, and if you ever get lost with all of the podcast episodes I'm showing you, you can always go on my website and go all the way down to the bottom. And there's a search button on the right-hand side. And you can type in the title that I'm giving you and it will pop up. I don't know if you type in the number, the episode number, it may not. I give the episode number because if you're looking at like iTunes, 
it's easier to just look at the numbers. But if you're on my website, I give you the title of these so that you can find them pretty easily. Okay. So if your child has an intrusive thought, the first step is getting them to understand that it is OCD. And if you're not sure, you know, contact someone like NoCD and get an assessment. You don't have to sign up for therapy. You can have a a one-time assessment to get a diagnosis. And that's nice and convenient. Or, you know, find a local therapist that you're aware of or research it if there are no providers in your area. But a big component of helping a person with OCD is getting them to understand that it is OCD. So we want to make sure that we do the educational piece and let our kids know this is what OCD does. It gives you an intrusive thought or feeling or image, depending on your child. I say image too, because like my son, maybe I can't remember if I've done a podcast episode on this. I know I've done a YouTube video on it, but maybe I'll do a podcast episode on when images or songs get stuck in your head. I probably have done a podcast episode on it, but you know, this is episode 244. So who can remember at this point? But that's important because sometimes that gets missed because it's not a a fear per se. And so when it's a feeling or an image or a song, we don't often recognize that that is OCD. But OCD is when things get stuck. It gets stuck in our brain and they're on a loop. And so it doesn't matter what it is. So I created, I have two YouTube videos because this is such a popular topic on what is an intrusive thought. And so they are linked in the show notes. And that's where I would start. I would show my child the YouTube video, watch it first, you know, always watch my YouTube videos first. They're like five to 10 minutes long. Actually, most of them are probably under five minutes, just to make sure that you think it's appropriate for your child, because I'm not your child's therapist. I'm not your therapist and educate them on what an intrusive thought is. And in my last video on intrusive thoughts, I teach kids the exact thing that I'm talking about with you, which is the goal is not to get rid of the intrusive thought. The goal is to get rid of the discomfort around the intrusive thought. So OCD, the foundation of OCD is developed around doing something or avoiding something so that you don't have to have the discomfort that the thought brings. And the counterintuitive but effective approach to making OCD smaller is actually to not avoid the discomfort the thought brings and to sit with it. That's it in a nutshell. And it it is powerful. It seems so simplistic and it seems counterintuitive and it seems harmful to some parents. And yet when it's done right, it is the most effective, simplistic way to handle OCD. And I know this because I have two kids with OCD and three kids with anxiety. I don't have five kids. I have three kids, but they all have like, you know, (laughs) three have anxiety and two also have OCD. And uh, so we get it over here at the Daniel's house. And my kids are always so surprised when these things work. And sometimes, honestly, I'm still surprised at how effective it is. It still wows me when I see my kids progressing in a way that is, well, and I'll give you an example. We, we've been traveling a lot lately. That's kind of my new thing since my husband passed away is we're going we're gonna to live life. And if I'm going to spend money, it's going to be on experiences. And we've been doing a lot of that this past year. And we've already started doing it in 2022. We just came back from a camping trip, which was really rough, but that I'll save that for another episode. And so my, we were at the airport recently and my son had an image that got stuck in his head and 
the counterintuitive response as a parent was he was crying and he was getting really upset. And I said, every minute, I want you to start singing it in your head more. And he's like, mom, I'm trying to get it out of my head. I go, I know the more you fight to get something out of your head, the longer it stays there, right? Chinese handcuffs, right? The more you pull, the tighter the grip. So I said, look at your watch. And every minute I want you to start singing that song in your head. And within 20 minutes, by the time we cleared security at the airport, he was fine. Now, did I avoid it? No, I rocked the boat. I said, Hey, is that song still in your head? You know, the one that you were just having a nightmare about? He's like, no, it's fine. I brought it up on purpose because I wasn't going to walk on eggshells and be like, well, I don't want to bring it up again because he's finally doing okay. No, we want to, we want to be a bear back. You know, like when they say that you're in the wild and you encounter certain bears, I know some bears, they say not to do this with, so I don't know. I, I obviously won't survive a bear attack, but you get bigger, you know, and your bark is louder than your bite, but you look, you know, you try to be like a porcupine. You try to look more ferocious. It's the same thing with OCD. We want to not be afraid of OCD. You can't play dead with OCD and walk on eggshells and not rock the boat because when you do that, it starts to develop pretty deep roots. So that was an example of pretty much the foundational way that you approach OCD, which is you don't avoid, right? You don't start trying to sing another tune or have a different thought. You face it head on. So what does that look like with intrusive thoughts? It does help to pay attention to the core themes that are happening with the intrusive thoughts. And I talk about this in my online OCD class. Um, I'm not going to go in depth here because there's a lot to talk about related to that. You can always, you know, if you want to like supercharge your knowledge on OCD, you can always take an online course, which I think is really helpful because even if you have a therapist, you are in the trenches, you are the frontline help to your child. and, And often you are part of the problem if you're not part of the solution. So you can go to, my online school at atparentingsurvivalschool.com. And I walk parents through everything I teach in my therapy practice on how to effectively treat OCD uh, as a parent in your house. But paying attention to those themes are important. And then we want our kids to be uh, educated on what compulsions are they doing? So you have this upsetting thought that says, I'm a bad person, or my food is poisoned, or I have to tap three times or something bad's going to happen. It will look different for each kid. And sometimes parents really get stuck on the intrusive thought content. It is helpful to know the themes because then we can kind of put it in a box a little bit and we can do really effective exposures, which I'm not going to go into today, but I teach you in my online school and there's plenty of podcast episodes that I've done on what ERP is, exposure with response prevention, which is the gold standard treatment for OCD. It has been proven to be the most effective approach for OCD. And that's what we ultimately want to do with our kids is do ERP. But this episode is just to give you kind of some broad strokes on the way that you're going to approach intrusive thoughts or the way that we do as clinicians and as parents, we have to approach our kids' intrusive thoughts, understanding the foundation of how we approach OCD in general. And so my child's having an intrusive thought. And it doesn't really matter what it is. Like the framework of how you're approaching OCD is the same no matter what. And that's important in the sense that it's plug and play, <laughs> which sounds really horrible. But okay, my, my child's having an intrusive thought about their food and the compulsion is they spit their food out when they think they taste poison. Or my child's having an intrusive thought that they're a bad person and their compulsion is they avoid 
saying bad words and they hold their fingers tight so they don't give anyone the middle finger and periodically they'll check with me if they're a bad person. Or my child has an intrusive thought that things are contaminated and they're going to get sick and the compulsion is to avoid touching things that they think are germy. Or my child has an intrusive thought that they are going to harm somebody else. They're worried about knives and so their compulsion might be, you know, they they don't cut their food, they ask you to cut it or they don't go in the kitchen in case they're near the knives. It will be different for each kid. But I'm, what I'm showing you is this foundational aspect of boom, intrusive thought and compulsion or avoidance. Sometimes there's mental compulsions. I've covered that as well. Maybe I have to say something in my head or I have to do something in my head. But the bottom line is the framework is the same. I have an intrusive thought or feeling, and then I have to do or avoid something to get brief relief. Often that involves you. And the more I do or avoid that thing, the compulsion, the bigger my OCD grows. The bigger my OCD grows, the more thoughts I'm having, the more compulsions I have, and around and around we go. So how do we break that loop? We break that loop by educating our kids. Hey, this is how OCD grows. It gives you an intrusive thought. And a thought is just an OCD thought, right? But we give weight to it. And then we do or avoid something to get out of that discomfort that it's bringing. And so we want to slowly sit in that discomfort. So when my child you know, wants me to complete the intrusive thought loop and says, mom, I had a really bad thought. You know, I thought you were fat. Will you ever forgive me? Mom, tell me you forgive me. Say you forgive me. Then I'm going to say, because I've already showed them the videos and what intrusive thoughts are. I've already showed them the videos on what OCD is. Maybe I've educated them and watched like Unstuck, an OCD kids movie, which is a really great, quick documentary on educating kids on OCD. So maybe, you know, my child already understands that. Then I might say, I'm sorry, your OCD is causing you distress right now, right? And in that episode where I talk about how to be compassionate still, but not accommodate the OCD, that's that's what I talk about, right? It doesn't mean that you ignore your child and you don't say anything to them. Sometimes we misconstrue not providing accommodations as not reassuring our kids at all, but you can reassure them that they've got this. You know, I'm sorry that your OCD is bothering you. You know, I know that you can handle the discomfort. And, and that's really what we're doing with intrusive thoughts is we are, we are purposely not running away from them. And when you learn, and I recommend that you learn what ERP is and how to do it, regardless of whether you have a therapist or not, because ERP is something that you have to continue and do at home. It's the bread and butter of OCD treatment. And it's something you have to kind of know at home all of the time. And so if I'm having an intrusive thought, I might make sticky notes of my intrusive thought and stick it around my room. Or I might set an alarm and have it remind me of my intrusive thought. Or maybe as a parent, I'll text it to my child periodically. Or maybe I'll make a whole imaginal script, which is a fancy word for a story that actually kind of plays out my intrusive thought. And maybe I'll read that every day. Now, those are just examples. And I'm giving you those examples, not for you to go and do them, because you need to really fully educate yourself first on what is OCD, how it shows up and what ERP is. There's nothing worse than a little bit of the knowledge. And then a parent just taking that knowledge and just running with it without fully understanding how do I actually execute that? Because you're not doing it to your child, you're doing it with your child. And so you need to know all the ins and outs of how to do this, how to do it systematically so you're not overwhelming your child, how to partner with your child, 
how to find the theme so that you're doing exposures effectively. There's a lot that goes into it, but it isn't rocket science. It is something that parents can easily learn. They just have to take the time to learn it and then they're good to go. So the bottom line for this episode is just that intrusive thoughts are just thoughts. And we can't say that to our kids because we don't want to like devalue their struggle because when we say thoughts are just thoughts, that doesn't mean get over it, right? You're just having a thought that you want to harm other people. Get over it. It's fine. It's very, very upsetting and very scary. And it's very disorienting to who I am as a person. And I can't enjoy, you know, the quality of life is impacted because I can't enjoy myself. But the way that we typically intuitively try to help our kids makes it worse. And that's the hard part is we want to offer reassurance. We want to tell our kids, don't worry about those thoughts. You're safe. You can eat that. You can do that. You can say that. You can think that. And what we're doing, unfortunately, is we're welcoming in more intrusive thoughts. Now, sometimes parents will say, well, Natasha, if I don't do that, then they're going to have to sit with their own struggles. And I can tell that they're sitting there distressed and in torment, and I'm not offering them any relief. And my argument to that, and any OCD therapist will also argue this, is you're not offering them relief. You're offering them a painkiller, a metaphorical painkiller that they're going to get addicted to, and they're going to keep wanting and taking more and more to the point where they're not going to be able to function because now they're addicted to the painkiller, metaphorically. It's the same thing when we provide that reassurance. Yes, it feels good in that moment, just like, you know... (laughs) We'll go with my weird analogy, like just like drugs would, takes the pain away for a little while, but now they need more and more and more of it in order to feel satiated for the brief period of time. And it is very similar in that sense. And so when a child or a teenager is having to sit with their discomfort and they understand why, right? So we're not leaving them hanging and we're not not offering them support and comfort and coaching. We're just doing a different thing. We're saying a different thing. We're saying, I'm sorry, I know that this is hard and I'm so impressed that you're really working through this. You should feel so proud of yourself because you're sitting in this discomfort and you are powering through and you are growing your OCD muscles. And the more you grow your OCD muscles and you just sit in that discomfort, the better you're going to be, the more you're going to be able to tolerate not only OCD intrusive thoughts, but discomfort in life in general. And that's amazing. And that's a gift not a gift that we wanted to sign up for, but it's still a gift. So OCD is rough and watching our kids struggle is rough. I get this. I get this from a personal parental level, but it's far worse when we feed the beast and we don't know the right things to say. So educate yourself, understand that the goal is not to get rid of the intrusive thoughts. The goal is to make your child be able to sit with that discomfort, learn how to do that, And hopefully it's an invitation to do that and gives you some ideas. And then you'll see that your child's not going to run away from their thoughts either. You're not going to, and they aren't, and they're going to learn how to tolerate the discomfort. And the beautiful thing is more often than not, those thoughts do go away. That's not our end goal, but often they dissipate. They get tinier. They're like a little gnat that's flying around that is very insignificant. And then when they come back up again, people aren't like, running for the hills, they're saying, ah, there's my OCD again. He wants to play, right? 
and I know what I do with him. Like a toddler, like a two-year-old toddler, if I give in to his meltdowns and his tantrums, he's going to stick around. So I'm going to let him know I see him, I hear him, but he still can't have that cookie, right? You can't have that cookie, right? We haven't had dinner yet. And so I'm not going to feed the toddler. I'm not going to grow it, but I'm not going to ignore it because, you know, what happens when you ignore a a toddler that's having a tantrum? They get louder, right? So I'm going to say, I see you. I know you're here. And it's just not going to happen, right? Here's a firm boundary. And I'm going to learn how to tolerate your crying and your meltdown until eventually you get exhausted and you quiet down again. I know it sounds simplistic and I'm making it sound very simplistic. And I get that it is a lot harder than that but I just want you to get the concept. So I hope that you're finding my podcast helpful. I hope that you're finding the sparkle in everything you do. And I will talk to you again next Tuesday. Take care. Thank you for listening to the AT Parenting Survival Podcast. To get additional support raising a child with anxiety or OCD, visit Natasha's online school of on-demand classes at atparentingsurvivalschool.com.